Hello everyone, it's Prevtitin. Welcome to the Prevtitin Podcast, episode 3. Now today, I'm going to be going over topics for the Ascent, He-Man, everything that's in the Amazon, Suicide Squad, and um, two other topics, as well as Battlefield 2042, and Spider-Man No Way Home News. So, six topics today. That are for TV shows, movies, and gaming. Um, first topic today we're going over is The Ascent. Now, The Ascent, uh, Neon Giant, who the company who um, the developers that made this game, Neon Giant, which are basically twelve people, so an indie game. They're an indie company. Um, that made this game The Ascent. The Ascent, by the way, is a twin-stick shooter, and also it's an exclusive, so it's only it's on Xbox. It's on Xbox only, or it's on X, Xbox and PC. Um, but it's an X, but it's an Xbox exclusive. So um, let's let's get into the article. So Neon Giant has detailed its new its, its newest patch for The Ascent. Revealing that it not only addresses co-op issues, but also that add, that adds ray traces to the Windows Store version of the game, meaning it will soon work for both X- Xbox Game Pass and PC. That's cool. Um, as stated in the latest patch notes, the update is available for, is available for the Steam version for Xbox and Windows 10 players shortly. Yep, I've already got a. I've already got the patch download, by the way, so I've got the patch update, like updated on my Xbox onto the game already. So, and by the way, I have an Xbox Series S. So, um, maybe like later today, I'll play. Maybe later today, I'll play DC with brother with my brother, but I'm not sure yet. Um, all right. So this ray tracing. Fix is a big one. As players quickly discovered that while the ascent on Steam featured NVIDIA's DLS and ray tracing, the Xbox Game Pass for PC version did not. While there is no word yet on DLS support, this is a welcome addition for Game Pass players. It's also important to reiterate that ray tracing and DLS is only supported on the PC version of the Ascent, meaning Xbox Series X, XX players are still without it. The fixes co-op include solving an issue where one or two players have controller. Yeah, there's some issues with me and my brother when me and my brother played about that too. Um, so I'm glad they came out with this patch update a few days ago. Um, the patch note also includes its own stability fixes, hit progress, translation fixes, and much more. And a recent ascent review, also Neon Giant, they said that the story isn't its strong suit, but the rest of the ascent delivers a wonderful release. Realized cyberpunk world makes it satisfying, twin stick gunplay create an enjoyable action RPG. Um. I'm glad 
that Neon Giant said that. Um, this article is also on www.ign.com. Um, but anyway, um, I'm glad that Neon Giant came out with this update or with this article. Or IG, IGN did, but I'm glad Neon Giant said that about the patch update. I'm glad they addressed it for 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 PC players and us Xbox players as well, since it's an Xbox ex exclusive. Um, I'm really glad. I'm really glad Neon Giant did that. That's awesome for Xbox and PC players that play the Ascent. Now, the next top-down game. Is gonna be nothing like the ascent, but um, people say it looks good. But anyways, um, the fact that they fixed you know save progress and translation fixes, I'm really I'm really glad Neon Giant did that because that's that's a really good thing. I'm also glad they fixed um a problem with the where the controller was only focusing on certain menus. And I'm glad they also fixed some weapon repli replication issues. Um, I mean, they weren't huge issues for me and Justin when, or my brother when we were playing. But, um, like, you could tell, like, when we were playing online, there were some issues, obviously, but... Like, it could, like, it was fixable, obviously, with, like, with this patch update, I'm glad Neon Giant did that. Like, so us players that want to play online co-op or couch co-op, or I guess more so, I guess people, they said that they weren't having issues co-op, couch co-op, but me and my brother were, like, having so many issues with it, like, right off the bat, um... Like, I was controlling a brother's character, and it was only in, like, single-player mode, which is really weird. Now, because that's, that's not even how Couch Co-op is supposed to work, from my understanding. But, um, I'm glad they fixed it, though, for online co-op, but... I have, I have a feeling they do need to fix Couch Co-op, even though they haven't said, surprisingly, Neon Giant ha hasn't really said anything about it. And no one's, I mean, I guess no one's really said anything about it, even online, which is kind of weird. But, um, because I'd assume people would be complaining about it, about Couch Co-op, but seems like no one's having a problem with it, which is really weird. Um... I guess what it comes down to, though, is internet connection. So, me and my brother, like, we don't have great internet c connection on occasions. So, maybe that's why Couch Co-op wouldn't work for us. But, um, online co-op, for sure, was having major issues. Like, Neon Giant did a great job with the patch updates they did with online co-op. Alright, but, um, that was the first topic. Alright, moving into our next topic about a TV show called 
called Masters of the Universe Revelation. Now, for those of you that have not watched the show, I recommend you just like skipping this topic and moving on to the next to the next one because in the next one I'm gonna be talking about Amazon. But um so this show Masters of the Universe, this was created and written by Kevin Smith, which is awesome because I like Kevin Kevin Smith a lot. Um, especially like in the like he he's obviously Kevin Smith is most known for his Clerks movies, and that's awesome. Um, because Kevin Smith is actually hilarious. Like he's the most underrated underrated character in Clerks, and he's been in um some like kind of like solo movies with um that other dude. I keep forgetting that blonde dude's name, but um, he's hilarious as well. But alright. The new Netflix show, Netflix series Masters of the Universe for Revelation, written by Kevin Smith, is the latest offering from the Powers Animation, which also which he also produced and written Blood of Zeus and Zach Chapman. Blood of Zeus, which also produced or because my bad. Netflix, Blood Zeus, and Castlevania. He produced and written both of those shows, which is pretty cool. Um, Zach Chapman said, I think the animation actually suppresses Blood of Zeus, for sure. Designs and redesigns of a lot of the characters, Chapman says. In episode 478 of the Greeks Guide to the Galaxy podcast. And then just in the quality of the animation itself so Zach Chapman is in a podcast of his own not only is he a producer or he's a science fiction author in my bed um but he's in a podcast called Geek's Guide to the Galaxy podcast which is pretty cool um he says the battle scenes are on average better and more um I'll I would say the battle scenes are top tier for sure. Like, I'm not going to say they're average because they're actually pretty good battle scenes. Um, battle slash action scenes. But, like... But, like, the movie, or the show, it's a pretty good show. Like, a lot of people from that said the 1983 version... Was actually a lot better, but and I haven't seen that version, but I'd really like to watch it. I don't know if it's on like Amazon. I mean, I'm sure it's on Amazon, but um, they said the 1983 version was like live action, I guess, which is which is pretty cool. Um, I mean that this one could have been not live action as well, but I guess like. They wanted an anim- animated version of it, which is cool. Um, especially with Kevin Smith, like, writing and, and producing the show. Alright, so, back to the topic. TV writer Andrea Kelly also had issues with the characterization of Tila. Really, who emerges as the vocal point of the series. Um, I mean, I had no issues with the Tila character whatsoever. 
Um, I thought Scarlet Carrots was pretty cool. Like her character arc was pretty good. I thought I thought all the characters in, in the show were pretty good. Like especially He Man and Skeletor. Um, I really thought they were like great characters of their own. Um, what you say? But okay, so but fancy author Christopher M. Found Masters of the Universe Revelation to be a near perfect mix of classic characters and new ideas. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, definitely. Um I'm glad the author I'm glad the fancy author Christopher M. Cavasco said that. Um because it is filled with like new ideas within the show, obviously, and he said it felt like the show from the 80s, which is pretty cool, which is awesome. Um, that makes me more hard to, to even want to watch the 1983 version of the show. That's live action, I think. Um, I'm pretty sure the 1983 version is, all, is live action. Listen to the complete... Okay. Um. So... So, I really... Enjoyed this show, Masters of the Universe Revelation. I think, honestly, like, obviously, I think there should be a season two. I'm not sure with this, like, pandemic going on and with everything going on right now. Um, and maybe there'll be season two next year, but which would be pretty cool. Because, like, He-Man and Skeletor are, like, really great hero and villain characters in that show. Especially, like, I really love that ending of Masters of the Universe Revelation. Like, that ending was so awesome. Like, it was probably the best ending to animated series I've watched. Then, um, I guess you could say, like, Bojack Horseman or something like that. But, um, which Bojack Horseman, I mean, it doesn't really have a lot of action in it. More so, it's just, it's basically like a drama show, basically. But, like, Bojack Horseman's a pretty good show, I think. It's been a while, obviously. It's, it's been a couple years since I watched it, but everyone says Bojack Horseman's still a good show. But back on topic, like, Definitely, if there's a season two, then not only am I watching it, but I might I might also just like stream it on Twitch. Um, even though I might probably get a copyright strike for it, so I might just watch it. But um, but yeah, Masters of the Universe was a pretty good show. Alright, on to the next topic. This this topic is about Amazon. Oh yeah, and the website, by the way, is called www.mari.com. That's where you can find this article for He-Man and the Masters, Masters of the Universe Revelation. So, 
everything coming to Amazon, um, like I've really, um, like some of the new, like Amazon movies and shows that are going to be on there, like Die Hard 2, Die Harder, um, I really liked that movie a lot, I watched like a couple, because it was on Amazon exclusive like a couple years ago, and now they're adding it back, which is cool, so I'm really glad they're, do they're doing that, but, like, yeah, I'm, I'm really glad they're, Adding that movie back, back on Amazon exclusive. Um, there's all sorts of other like any Amazon exclusives that are coming August, like any um, Sorry about that, everyone. Um, right. Oh, yeah. So, the website, what I meant to like, this website is on collider.com. That's where you can find this article of, like, all the um, shows and movies that are coming to Amazon Prime this month. So, um, Aliens is another movie, which is pretty good. Um, and then also, you got All About Steve. Which I've never seen, but people say it's good. Anaconda, that was a pretty good movie. I like that movie a lot. Um, also, Annie, I've never seen that movie. Nor really heard of it. Attack, now, Attack the Block is a great alien movie. Like, it's, it's one of the best action alien slash horror movies. Been like... I probably put my like top ten of all time, probably like six or seven. Um, Cause Attack the Block was a really good movie, and then also you got Bora, which Bora is a pretty good and hilarious movie. I really liked Bora a lot. The original version, though, I didn't. I I didn't like the remake, and everyone will agree with me on this. Like. The remake from last year was, like, so bad. Like, five minutes into the movie, it just got, like, so cringy and bad. Like, it was just not a great movie at all. Not even a good movie. It was, like, a... It was, like, one of the worst movies I've ever watched, basically. And that everyone else has watched. I'll agree with me. Um, the movie... The movie came out last year, so... Um, those are, like, most of the, and then you also got Escape from Al Alcatraz, I've never seen that, heard of it, Fast Times at Regiment High, I've heard of this movie, I've just never seen it, people say it's a pretty funny movie, uh, let's see, oh, they got Jaws coming back, that's cool, they got the whole, they got the whole Jaws trilogy, Coming back to Amazon exclusive, so that's cool. Because the Jaws, the Jaws trilogy movies, 
well on Amazon exclusive like a couple years ago. And maybe even last year, I think. But I guess they're adding them back, which is pretty cool. And then also Machete. That's a good movie. Maid of Honor. That was okay. Max Payne. I don't really move, remember watching that movie at all. Moneyball. I haven't seen that movie, but people say it's pretty good. Mud. I've never seen or heard of that movie. Um, let's see what other good ones. They got to bring back or that's new names on exclusive. The roommate. Um. Um. I don't know if that was good movie or not. I remember watching it though. Um, Alright, so that's that's all the main ones that like I've seen, watched, or either seen, heard, or watched. But or just seen or heard. But um But yeah, that's all the movies coming to Amazon Prime in August of this year. Um like, obviously, my favorite one is Die Hard 2, Die Harder, because that's a really great action movie. Um, like, like the acting in this mo- in that movie was, like, really good. Like, not only the acting, but, like, the acting, the dialogue between the characters, um, the action scenes, and just, like, and the drama as well, I guess, but, um... What really defined this movie was the action scene. The three main things that like I really like about the movie are the action scenes, the dialogue, and the characters. Those are the like the three main things I liked about Die Hard Two, Die Harder. Like in the acting, I guess so forth, so forth things. Um, that that was a pretty great movie. I believe it was on Amazon exclusive like a couple years ago. So that's how I watched it. Um, it was a really good movie, though. Oh, yeah, and then Electra. I think everyone's seen that movie by now. The movie came out in 2005, Electra. Um, I guess it's the first time they're bringing on Amazon Prime. Because I've never seen on this on Amazon Prime exclusive before. So I guess that's pretty cool that they're adding it. Because this movie was on... Netflix like a couple years ago and then and it was on Netflix for like, for like a year I think so they like I guess we moved it last year so but like this movie um it's not a bad movie I guess it's like to me it's just above, above an above average movie um so at best it's okay but Alright, um, moving on to our next topic. This one is about the Suicide Squad. The movie, this is about the movie Suicide Squad, the Suicide Squad. Um, before we get into the article, this is from www.cnn.com slash Suicide Squad box office. So, Suicide Squad apparently underperformed at the box office. 
Um, apparently, here's why. So, the Suicide Squad, a new R-rated superhero film from Warner Bros. Open to an estimated $26.5 million in North America, in North America, which the number underperformed, which should have been project, which was originally, which was expected around $30 million. The movie took in $72.2 million worldwide, according to So, here's my thing. Um, so, that basically means that not that many people watched it in North America, but, like, let's say, like, I guess, like, 30% of people in the U.S. watched the movie in theaters, and probably about, I'd say, I guess I'd say about 72, so that's probably, like, 60% of people worldwide watched it, so... That basically just says that this movie isn't great at all, or even good. Um, as we've seen this so much this summer, it's getting, yep, um, because the article goes on about how it's um, underperformed at the box office because of COVID. Um, And then it also says, another reason the film may have missed expectations is that it's a follow-up to 2016 Suicide Squad. That film was poorly received by fans and critics alike, despite making $747 million globally, according to Comscore. The 2021 film includes some of the same characters and actors from the 2016 version, some of the same characters and actors is is from the main movie um, so our response to the original film and confusion over this one's connection to it may have been a difficult sell for moviegoers so basically saying that only so many people only so many people who were vaccinated and who weren't, I guess, could go to the movies, could to go, could go to theaters to watch the Suicide Squad. Um, I I just really heard like, um, I mean, I've heard that the acting is great in this movie, but like, the storyline isn't good at all. Though I've heard, I've heard the storyline is really bad in this movie, because like. I've not seen this movie at all, so, um, I mean, maybe I'll watch it if Oliver gets to go to theaters again, but, um, which, I mean, I really want to, but I just, I don't know, like, I'd rather, um, just watch movies at home and stuff, but, which is cool, because, I mean, they're still doing premiere access on Amazon and Disney Plus for now. I don't know if they're doing Premiere Access on HBO Max, but but I'm sure they are though. But yeah, um, so the fact that only thirty percent of 
the U.S. people, or the people that live in the U.S., watched it and only made, and it, and it didn't make around $30 million because that was an expected budget for North America. Um, yeah, it just goes to show that, like, this movie isn't all that great. Like, it's just an average movie at best. It is what it is. I mean, James Gunn, he directs Guardians of the Galaxy, so the Suicide Squad should have been great, but it seems like it's just an okay movie. Um, but alright, move on to the next topic. This one's going to be about Battlefield 2042. Alright, got this article from www.mcm.com. So... Um, so it says here, unlike beta test, the best for 2042 technical test slated to run from August 12th to August 14th for three hours each day, or August 15th. This close day opportunity that only a handful of players will be invited to try. To qualify, players will need to have an EA account, and participants will allegedly have to sign non-disclosure agreements to get access, which means... We won't get to see the game streamed or shared online. Okay. So you have to be... So you basically have to, um... Work for EA, I guess, basically. Um... And it's just a beta test anyway, so... It's not like anyone... Just anyone can be in it. Um... It says, don't worry, if you're un unsuccessful in obtaining invite this time around, EA says there will be another tech test before the open beta, which is currently scheduled for some time the next September. And for those of EA playtesting, EA will host an open beta across all platforms and lead up to launch. Pre-ordering any edition of Battle for 2042, of course, will secure your place on the open beta. Yeah, so, of course, I mean, because this game is a, is a multiplayer-only game. So, if you pre-order Battlefield 2042, then you're getting the open beta no matter what. Like, whatever edition you pre-order, you're getting the open beta that day. Um, I mean, I might pre-order just to try out the beta and stuff. Um, even though... Like, because of, because the games I've wanted to pre-order so far are Far Cry 6, Battlefield 2042, and then Dying Light 2. Because um, I think Dying Light 2 is going to be a really great, it's going to be like a really good game. Because um, Dying Light was a really good game. The first Dying Light, um, it was pretty good. Like, Dying Light is, um, it's basically a prequel to Dead by... Dead by Daylight, but, um, Dying Light is, like, a pretty good game. Like, it's, it was a awesome game. Um, so, for anyone that is listening to this podcast right now, I think, I thank you for listening in on here on, on Anchor, either on here on Anchor or Spotify. 
Pocket Cast, Google Podcast, Breaker Audio, and Radio Public. Those are the, those are the six podcast platforms that it's on right now. Um, this, I'm sure this podcast is going to be distributed to at least two more podcast outlets, and then obviously, it's probably. I mean, it's probably not going to be distributed to Apple just because I need to be sponsored by Apple. But, um, I mean, honestly, it's going to be a while before I even try to get any sponsors for this podcast anyway, because, um, I mean, I'm doing this to, you know, entertain you guys, you know, for, for those of you that like listening in to this podcast on either, either on, if you're on Spotify or Google Podcasts or Breaker Audio or Radio Public pocket cast um i thank you for listening in but anyway back on back on topic at hand um i'm really excited for battlefield 2042 i don't know i'm sure a lot of people are excited for this game as well i mean and yeah it's only gonna be multiplayer which is good because i've like battlefield like they've always had a really great multiplayer it's just the only thing that's, like, been bad about Battlefield is that, is their campaigns, like, after Battlefield 4, to me, like, their campaigns went downhill with Battlefield 1, and Battlefield 5, and Battlefield Hardline, because Battlefield Hardline came out, like, a year, or I guess it came out two years after Battlefield 4, um, like, I'm really glad that Battlefield 2042 is going back to, because it looks just like, it seems like it's going to play out just like Battlefield 4 um, multiplayer, but just like a lot better. Um, and I'm really, I'm really hyped about that. Like, I'm really hyped about Battlefield 2042 and stuff. Um, like, I think it's going to be a really great game, but... Y'all let me know what y'all think. Alright. Um. And now it's our final topic of the day. We're going to be talking about Spider-Man No Way Home. Trailer delayed. And you'll hate the possible reason why. So. Looks like apparently. So. Oh. And. Okay. Before I get into the topic. This is on BGR.com. Slash entertainment. Slash. Spider-Man No Way Home trailer delayed. So, there's been rumors that the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer could get delayed from its from its initial release date. But they haven't even announced a release date for the trailer yet. So, or even like came out with one. So, Spider-Man No Way Home is the fourth MCU of the film set for release on December 17th but it will also be the most important Marvel film of the year concerning what leaks keep telling us No Way Home be the MCU's first multiverse film with Doctor Strange Spider-Man patch up a massive multiverse problem following events the events in Loki both four months to go until the film's launch there's no official Spider-Man No Way Home trailer 
playing in theaters or online. So there have been rumors there for a while that theaters have already like had the trailer and stuff like that. So that's really interesting um, that they don't. And I, it was pretty obvious that they were just like rumors anyway, just because um, like obviously the rumors are not false because the trailer aren't is like no no way home trailer is even in theaters anyway. Um, just a lot of Marvel fans just decided to, or a Marvel fan decided to start that rumor, I guess. Um, we have expected Sony and Marvel to release at least a teaser for the film by now, but after Loki, we realized that two studios cannot release any Spider-Man 3 footage that in at the multiverse. That's, um, even after Loki finale, Sony and Marvel might be doing their best not to confirm the secret, which Marvel fans know. But what if there's a different explanation for the No Way Home trailer delay? Sony kicked off Far From Home marketing early in 2019, reportedly upsetting Marvel in the process. We got to see we got to see Peter Parker live and well in the trailer that preceded an Avengers Endgame premiere. We all thought that Endgame would bring back all the dead superheroes, Spider-Man included, but Sony's clip confirmed it. That trailer did not have any details that would give away the timeline of events. Okay, so it seems like to me that Marvel and Disney are just getting are just getting ready to delay the trailer, which would make sense because if they're delaying the trailer, then that means they're delaying the movie, which is kind of unfortunate, but um. I mean, I'm sure with them doing reshoots and stuff this past week, um, I mean, it, it only makes sense just because, like, they're doing reshoots and stuff this week for the movie. Like, cause there's been set photos of them, of the actors of doing reshoots and stuff in L.A., um, in California, so... It'll be pretty interesting to see, like, if the movie's going to be good and when the movie is actually going to be coming out. Because if they're going to delay it, then it's going to be coming out next year. Um, if Especially if the trailer's getting delayed. Because um, it only makes sense if the trailer's getting delayed, then, oh yeah, the movie's getting delayed for sure. Um... I mean, it's, I mean, it says here, you'll hate the possible reason, so, yeah, I mean, they, um, like, Marvel and Disney, like, they already, they already have, like, the merchandise out for the movie, but, like, just because you have merchandise for the movie, this is necessarily made like, not that like the trailer is gonna be out within like a week or two. I mean, usually it does for movies, but especially for this movie, Spider-Man: No Way Home. Um, I just think that like the delay 
I mean, if they delay, I mean, it makes sense because they're still doing reshoots in LA and stuff, and, like, I'd rather, I'd rather see a movie that's finished than see a movie that's, like, half done. Kind of like how, um, I'm not trying to compare it to food, but, like, kind of like how you order a steak and it's only, like, half done. Um, like, I guess that'd be, I know it's not a good, really, like, comparison or anything, but, um, as of right now, that's what I've, that's what I would compare it to. Um, but, alright, that was the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer delay news. Um, thanks everyone for watching this. For watching the Privatism Podcast episode 3. I I thank everyone for watching. Until the next episode. Later.